So, alright, we back, Ad Bros, it's your boy Tony Stallion, Easy Rose, Colfax from 86, 86 the year, or 86 the, and Kim the street, Bart, right. the street, I kind of like this three person pod record, AD working, shadow resting, um, it flows a little better, where's Styles in that, he's in Chicago, getting doing paper, getting paid that money, <laughs> uh, oh, speaking of Chicago, you're not able to go right in uh, June. It's like um, uh, ah man, I'm gonna, you gonna say tell the me name. what I can't do. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. It's like uh, uh, oh, like that thing. No, I'm good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you nah. didn't even let me say what it was. Okay, I didn't even continue. know what the name was. My bad. Nah, fuck it. I'm <laughs> that. Is that a bad look? Nah, it's not a bad okay. look. I'm just not I'm into going it. No, nah, I'm just not making into it. Making it sound like you know? nah, nah, nah. I don't even know need, really what it I is. I need to cancel my ticket. Or nah, I don't even really know what it is. I just know y'all are going. All right, Abro's got to be everywhere all the time. Yeah, so y'all got, go represent yeah. over we, there, and yeah. I'll remain here. Hopefully, uh, Shadow can step out, and then uh, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, so actually, I'm gonna switch this up because I didn't realize we doing this is this is kind of a music based episode. I want to start with you, Colfax, 25th anniversary, Illmatic. What was I? Sorry, because I hate to date you on that, but like, what what was that like when that dropped? Yo, you could date me, bro. I'm probably the greatest generation of all time. I'm very happily Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> I was 16 when this joint dropped. Like, Man. there's no better time to be a teenager. Yeah. Did than you that. hear? Um, Nas at the barbecue before that? Yeah. Okay. I, I wasn't, I mean, obviously I was a kid, so I don't know yeah. what was yeah, no, out no, in no. Chicago no, versus was just like, in New York. Nas was like Zion is right now. Like like you, how you saw Zion in high school doing like dunk contests and you were just like, oh shit, this dude might be like the coming of the next greatest. That was Nas. So you heard mm. about Nas even before at the barbecue. Oh, like right. it was just like, yo, there's this dude that is literally being talked about as the God MC. Like there was rock him before him. And then there was this, and he's going to change everything. And then you heard the first verse and he was up to, he was up to everything and more. And then the album comes out and you're just like, there's nothing that you've heard before this. Like sound this. like that. And quite literally nothing ever since. Yeah. Cause LA was kind of on top before. No, nah, not at nah, that time. Oh, okay. Not at that time. L.A. came a year behind that in 93 with, like, I would say, really 93, 94 was, like, the Chronic, uh, Doggy Style, all of the Death Row joints, yeah. and then so forth. But at that point, you were coming off the hills of, off of, like, Boom Bap. Yeah. You know, you were coming off the hills of, like, uh, a number of, like, East Coast, like, wins. And right, this was all right before like Bad Boy, so it was that perfect moment. And Nas synopsized the golden age of that. So basically, '88 to '92, which I always consider like the epicenter of the golden age. Now you could say it goes to like '97 yeah. or whatever, but I feel like '88 to '92 was when you just got all of those classics. Yeah, you know, low end theory, that was, things um, like that, all came in that period. Native tongues, right? When they all came Native together. Native tongues, yeah. woo. You know, they all came out right at that moment, but Nas was just like all the 
the the accumulated production, uh, large pro, Q-Tip, Premier, Premier, Pete, all of them on that album with the greatest MC at his at his like most useful point. Yeah, you Pete know. Rock. The only thing I'm sad about is that Nas was, what, like 16, 17 when he dropped Illmatic? And I look at 16, 17 rappers, and I'm like, damn. Well, that's just, well, that's just a reflection of the time, though. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, back in those days, at 16, 17, you probably done lived a whole life in New York City. Like, you didn't seen so much. So Queensbridge. Right. So, you know, being from inner cities... But it's like almost like That's for me. By the time I got to college, the things that the kids were interested in, I wasn't really into it because I didn't. I was out mm. at a certain age, at 14, 15, being yeah. out all night. So by the time I'm 19, 20, like I want to, I want to hang in. Like I want to stay in the, in, the, in the house. Like this, it's nothing that you're really showing me. So I think that's Nas at that point. He saw so much coming up in Queensbridge they're just like wow yeah, yeah. like it's coming from this dude at 16 yeah. I feel like kids today it's like they're, like back in those days you had to go outside like you had to speak to right. Miss Rose you had to speak to yeah. all these different people like people called your house you had to pick up and say like hey what's up what's up um, or, or you call somebody it's like hey can I speak to I don't know Tiffany and, was, and then you gotta speak to all these different yeah. people so why are you on my phone right now right now it's like everyone, all the kids have their device. Everybody they siloed. They just siloed, and they don't have to go outside. And they had, and they got like video games. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, he definitely grew up. Did a lot. I remember uh, watching a documentary when um Ill Will passed, and like all the stuff he talked about, and you know, even the pressure of just getting out of uh, the hood. It's like, yo, man, like you just put it all on your back. You're like, yo, I'm trying to get up out of here. Yeah, man. Um, do you have any early memories? Yeah, of- absolutely. So, Illmatic was the first album that I requested as a kid. Oh, shit. Like, I was so, I don't even know how old I was. Like, I was mad, mad young. And I remember I was in a barbershop, and all the cats at the time, they might have been like their early 20s, and my dad used to take me to this barbershop or whatever. Uh, ain't hard to tell. The video was out, and everybody was just talking about him, like talking about him. And I like the style. I like the I like the way how he was like rhyming on the beat. I was like, yo, this this is ill right here. So I remember I asked my mom to go get it for me. And she was she didn't know what she was getting. She was like, all right, whatever, sure. And then like I got introduced. I know a lot of music because of my 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 my, my pops. Yeah. And I was just like jamming out to Nas. And like from that moment, Nas was like my favorite rapper from that moment. Oh. To, shit. to a certain That's point. Dope. So real question. I mean, quick question. Sorry. Uh, Illmatic. What's your favorite song? I mean, for well, if me, you got one song, one song you got to pick. Man, that's the hardest thing. That's why I asked the question. I mean, like, if you said, if nah, you said, me, a, yeah, okay, nah. if you said, yo, depends on where I'm if you had to life, introduce right any younger cat, and they said, all right, I only have time to listen to, I only have five minutes. New York State of Mind. New York State of Mind. Like yeah, that. see that because I mean, I, one, I'm not from New York, so right. it's oh, like for me, yeah, that's true. Like I introduced my my little brother is 17 years younger than me. So, like, I had the ability to introduce him to a lot. And <clears throat> to me, The World Is Yours is that is that joint because, like, I, I play that for my, for my two-year-old when I wake him up in the morning. Right. Literally, I put that on just so that he can have that message. But then there's, I you know, like for me, it's represent. I love represent. I really? like how to beat. 
primo the way the beat come on and then he has it's like he has the whole hood on the song if you listen to the end and they like they're talking going back and forth it's, it's, it would be represent But then some days You know You, you, you pick and check Choose I mean I think yeah, I, oh, So you get two songs I, uh, I, think, uh, <laughs> I think I'm being biased But yeah I, I'm not gonna lie Like I could be walking down the street I put New York State of Mind on And I'm like 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 I can I can picture a movie being made To that song And just the intro and then like that bass and then the fuck yeah. yeah. But that primo, I don't know something about that primo beat. It's just, like the way it's so hard. It's, I mean, it's a perfect album. Like I mean, it's you not could go in and just drop like "Life's a Bitch." Just I was like, gonna I say mean, that now. Az's first, flow. Yeah, it's like, has anybody ever had a first a, a guest verse as good as that <laughs> ever again? Like maybe you know, like think about that for a minute. Oh, shit. Like, the greatest guest verse of all time was probably that verse. So I'm just saying, like, there's so much about Illmatic that you could, you, we could literally do. And I mean, they've done documentaries on it and all that stuff. And we is, we could just sit in this room and yeah, talk about for the next hour. Yeah, we could break true. that down alone. But yeah, for me, it's like, the world is yours. I do love that song too. That like, would be my second. Yeah, yeah I just, well, I love, uh, I, and I like, I like, um, the remix of The World Is Yours is actually better. Mm-hmm. The Q-Tip version. Oh, the one when, when Nas was in the video, he's like in a Lexus, and he has like the blue rag on his head, and he's talking to his man in the projects. And he's like, yo, where you at? He's like, yo, I'm around the corner. I'm about to come. And like by the time Nas gets there, he's like driving, and the beat, the Q-Tip beat, Q-Tip bodied that. Yeah. Like he bodied that beat. And then at I the end, his man like jumps out the window because the feds comes. In. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Right, I'm going to check that. <laughs> Um, damn, that was good. Speaking of Nas, um, even though he's gonna change his name, but Lil Nas X, um, Old Town Country Road. If you haven't heard it, listen to it right now. Come back to the pod or listen to it right after this episode. But um, um, Lil Nas X dropped Old Country Road. It hit what number? Is it number? It's number one now, right? It's number one now. It was on Billboard, um, and. Billboard took it off of the country music chart, specifically, and then um, Lil Nas X put um, Billy Ray Cyrus on it. It and then on the remix, Billboard after the Billy Ray remix came out and said like, "Oh, we love this song," and they have a picture of Billy Ray Cyrus. And Billy Ray Cyrus even on Twitter said like, "You know, you can't have this Billboard up." So you know, what are your thoughts on that? On like kind of the whole thing of the, it being a country song and being taken off by Billboard, then Nashville company putting Billy Ray Cyrus up, even though it's not his song originally. I guess for me, I got to ask the question, are you surprised? I mean, I would say, yeah, ignorantly. Yeah, I'm surprised because it's like, I mean, they lost the number one spot to hip hop. Country music was number one for a long time, and it's like, I don't know what place it is in terms of like top music genres, but it's like, wouldn't you want to open up that door to other people to well, jump in? Seems like no. I mean, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's so much that's taken away from the hip hop culture that you know people just say, oh, whatever, who cares? It's like, uh, you you ever heard um, the No Diggity? 
the no diggity version. I think it's by this cat by the name of Nick Murphy. No, it's like oh god, it's it's terrible. It's like it's the saddest thing. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got a bag. Oh, actually, I think I did hear that. Bro, that's the saddest shit I've ever heard. Was it like he did a remix? Like a a cover? Bro, he just redid it. He just redid the song and just did the beat over. All Mm. the lyrics are the same. No one cared. Right? And and I remember one time I was in. That was actually the fifth. Hip hop R and B song I ever heard. In second grade. <laughs> That's good to know. Not the Nick Murphy one. The, the Tony puts a one. running list of. <laughs> but the songs thing is, that. I mean, you know what? Country music that's theirs. They could do whatever they want to do with it. Like I really can't say. Like, ain't I'm not checking for country music anyway. Like, the reality is, the country, the actual country, is fucking with hip hop right now because this guy's song is number one right now. Anyway, so. I yeah. mean, you can so remo- you can't stop the flow. You can't, you can't stop, stop the heat. It. Like right now, with, people gonna talk <laughs> with the internet and all these. I can't find it all these YouTube. music streaming services. Like the people are gonna find the real. Like it's not this thing anymore where you have to go through these channels and now we have to protect this yeah. when, when we're uh, distributing music that you can only hear this song and then you missed out on all this good music because. Of the, the 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 channels like the radio, they only gonna give you this song. I now, mean, you could just go online yeah. and you could you shit people through through uh, gifs and memes like people like learning about songs and music. I mean, so. Gifs, gifs. I don't know. People gifs, call gifs, whatever. Gifs, gifs, yeah. gifs, gifs, whatever. But you know, right. my 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 thought is, I mean, from the beginning of music as a commodity, it's been stupid to try to categorize it, right? It's actually racist. R&B, that's particularly racist because it's like, oh, you're black, so you make R&B. You're black, so you make hip-hop. Whereas Chuck Berry was the founder of rock. Yeah. And, and before him, the blues and all of those things informed rock and country as we know it. So you look at today, and I'm like, how are certain things not country or whatever? Or why does that even exist? So my thing is... I mean, is, you got to have more awards to give out. That's the entire point. The show would be too awards. short. The show would be too short. Is that love is, awards. But it's just like, I, I just want to. But you know, we don't even need to get on like yeah. giving awards so subjectively to certain things like music or films and things like that. Like art awards for art is crazy to me, just in a in a general topic sense. But yeah. the fact is like, yeah, if you have to have categories so that at the time, Tower Records or your record labels or whatever could could break them down and categorize them. Okay, cool, but that's all gone now. So why are we still even talking about, why is Billboard even relevant anymore in the, in the sense of what they consider to be country or what they consider to be rap or hip-hop? Like yeah. To me, it's just like, who are you to even make the determination? If this right. artist says this is a country song, then that's what it is, you know? I mean, yeah, I it, was, it was Jay who just who recently said, uh, when we were young, we used to look up to Billboard. Now I look at Billboard like, is you dumb? Because they even got caught for, um, what was it? They were like, uh, they were... Uh, um, inflating numbers? Yeah, they were inflating numbers right. on the streams, and then they got caught. So it's like, yeah, look I mean, at you. Look at you. Shady asses. Um, yeah, I mean, speaking of influence and not needing awards... Uh, Recently, I don't know if any of you saw it, Beyonce dropped. Well, Beyonce did two things. One, she dropped a, a film on Netflix. And then the second thing was um, 
she did a campaign. She did her first, I guess, Adidas campaign. Um, I mean, obviously, she's a whole different upper echelon of artists. But, like, I think that speaks to saying, like, you know, you, you don't really need the awards or you don't really need the the big machine behind you to, to make some cool shit. I was trying to tell you that for a while, but it's all good. I mean, <laughs> I still, I still, I still fuck with awards, but uh, um, why though? Why? Like, let's let's break down that psychology. Why do you fuck with awards? Mm, talk that talk, Colfax. No soft talk. All right. No, no soft, soft talk. talk. Awards for me personally, um, I don't care about them. I think it's it's a it's a great acknowledgement of um, the achievement and hard work that went into the project. But acknowledgement but also, by who? Huh? Acknowledgement by who? I mean, by the industry, the ad industry. But I also recognize that uh, awards can be very subjective. Uh, they can very much well be bought and purchased. Um, Most of the time they are. A lot of the creative didn't even run. It ran somewhere in Idaho at 3 a.m. just to say you ran it. So it's like even just submitting the award could be a botch. So, like, I understand all that stuff. For me, I look at it as um, being one of the few people of color in production and advertising. I think it's great to have that on the on the docket. Do I need one every year? No, but I think it's to me. I think it's great to have it because I because I can be like, oh yeah, I want that. That's cool. That's fine. I don't think it makes me any better or any worse of a producer or a, you know project manager but i think um it to me it's just like a it's it's like having a it's like being in the army and just having an extra star on your on your patch like it's so, not it's not or extra stripe i don't see it as a bit to me actually let me not disrespect the army because that it could be a big deal in terms of rank but um i just see it as like a like a good to, nice to have it, it sounds like it's a validation um for to some to some capacity like like it's like one of those like I've made it. That's what it sounds like from what you're, what you're saying. Maybe I could be wrong. Yeah, but also, too, I feel like once you have it, it's kind of like, all right, been there, done that. So, all right, so the awards that you're, you're talking about, right, do you always know the criteria of, like, how people are ranking these people to get awards? Nah, it's all, like, it's all, like you all said, it's all subject. It's all, like, ooh, yeah, that really spoke to me. And, it, like, and also, too, like, Real quick, because I feel like we always talk about awards, but like even taking it outside of advertising, even if you look at um, Academy Awards, like it could just be, it could be the worst actor, but it could have been just their best film amongst a sea of average films and they win. That doesn't mean they're a greater actor. And I think AD said it on one of the other pods depending on who you are as an actor, it doesn't necessarily mean you're getting more money. Or it doesn't always translate to better roles or better money. It just right. might mean you don't have to audition. Like you might just get a call like, hey, we got a role for you. So it's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but the fact is is that you're also I don't know, it's like when Nelly was like, Bill Gates, let me in now. Let me in. It's like we're asking. Donald Trump, let me in. Let right? me better finish Ooh. that. Donald Trump, let me in that, right? now. Yo, there's a lot of times Donald Trump got referenced in hip hop. Yeah. That's the crazy thing is that hip hop wrote for Donald Trump for many years before 
it became what he became or yeah, exactly. reveal what he always has been. But my point, my point was that was that I feel like awards like the Oscars, the Grammys, the Cannes Lions, the Gold Pencils, they all come from these like ambiguous, amorphous organizations that you don't know who controls them. They're X amount of years or decades old, and they've been established, to, you know, with just time. But they really don't have; they don't mean shit. Especially if you're a person of color trying to permeate any of this shit, be it a filmmaker, oh, a nah. musician, production person, advertiser, whatever you are, it just feels like there are a group of people, mostly not like you or look yeah. like you, sitting in a room in some building somewhere that makes these determinations that we covet. And that's why I'm kind of like, fuck awards. Like, I just feel like my shit is dope and it's been dope. You know, and I don't need anybody to validate that. That doesn't come from what yeah. I come from. I mean, my only you know, pushback on awards is that it doesn't like it helps you get for jobs you, for you. To me, it it has it hasn't translated directly to a job or di- for me getting a job or directly for me getting more money. So it's like, so, why does it matter? So it's like, why does it matter? Right? No, so, I mean, so. I mean, to your point earlier. Whether it's for me or watching award shows, I would say it does kind of validate my creative opinion and be like, oh, like I thought this was dope. A group of people I know thought this was dope. It won an award. Stamp, it's dope. That doesn't mean everything in that category isn't dope, but I guess it is kind of a psychologically, it is kind of a validation, even if it's not mine, but it validates my creative opinion to be like, oh, like I knew this was dope and other people have recognized this as dope. Bam. So, but I, I guess for me, when you hand someone an award, because now it's like, all right. I mean, you notoriously hate awards. No, so. I mean, no, I don't notoriously <laughs> hate it. It's just like it's what Kofax says. Like I've said this before. Like I know I'm dope. I've been dope. Like we've been doing dope shit. So now that you got an award for being dope, I'm less dope than you by the by by the uh, yeah. the lenses of these people who don't have no connection to anything. That means like, to me that you could just, you did a good job of lobbying. You did a good job of paying the right people. You did a good job of putting together a good application. And all of those things are valid. Right. But at the same time, that has no determination on the, the, valid, the validity of the actual yeah. work. Actually, that you, now that we talk about it. Here we're uh, talking about awards, and then we just spoke about Nas's uh, Illmatic, twenty five years ago. Whatever albums won the Grammy that year or right. in the category, like I don't even think Illmatic. What was that ninety four? Like we could look it up, but like Nas's Illmatic, probably I don't even remember the albums from that year. Probably was the best album of that year. So the fact that he didn't win a Grammy or something of that means that didn't. like that's crazy. So here is the thing for me, right? When you're artists, artists don't create for awards they create for art for the sake of art right so now we have this where we're, we're talking about industry shit like it's just like a knockoff version of art to sell some product to sell some shit right and then it's like oh yeah we're gonna create this award shit so people could care about it right that's the only reason why like we, we have these awards to stay relevant. It's for like relevancies. Like, oh yeah, so we just gotta acknowledge that this company sold this product and worked with this creative agency and like now, yeah, now it's just in some time capsule. But everyone's great, but they was just the greatest. And it's like, yo, like that's all subjective. It's like, yo, 
don't even know if uh, Grammys had hip hop in '94. Maybe they didn't. Uh, I nah, mean, they didn't. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. I mean, uh, I can't front like I mean, when Houston won. I will always love you. Record of the year, album of the years, bodyguard soundtrack. So like that did mad numbers. And that's the other thing. I'm sorry. You, no, no, you, no. no, you no I'm, I'm, that's pretty much done. But I guess my point was, it's like, all right, we could bring it back up to uh, to to. To earlier times, right? And I don't, I don't watch the Grammys. I don't care about the Grammys, right? But then, we, but it's all subjective to the point. It's like, let's take a few years back. Like we could take a year, or uh, 2015 or 2016, right? Mm-hmm. 2015. We, let's talk about rap, right? I, I felt like ASAP Rocky's album of 2015 was the best rap album of 2015, in my opinion. Yeah, like, yeah. and I felt in 2016, Schoolboy Q's uh, Blank Face was the best album. Of, but that's just my opinion. Like, I've listened to all these albums that won an award. That don't mean that the person who won it isn't dope, but I just feel like this stuff is bet, yeah, was yeah. the best. But that means A$AP Rocky and Schoolboy Q ain't dope, or they're less dope than, let's say, if Kendrick won it. No, that's not true. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just like... Actually, they did have a rap category. Any guess who won? Best rap solo performance. Mil- Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Nah, <laughs> that would be terrible. Nice. Nah, oh, actually, Will, Will who was it? Nah, they they rap. Dr. Dre, let me ride. Okay. And then best rap performance by a duo or group. Diggable Planets, Rebirth. Of oh, Snoop. I'm not Ooh, mad like at that. that. <laughs> I'm not mad at that, right? Like, yo, these are classics. Oh, see them. These see, are classics. My whole, my whole, <laughs> where I was going with it. Not still Nas is still, but <laughs> but still they also dope. didn't probably show that on TV. They probably just gave it during. Ah, look at you trying to find a reason. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that to find a reason to say to defend your point that right. award shows like whatever. I mean, um, just make people care, and also too, it's probably for the industry. Like we probably don't care, but a musician probably. Actually, let's not get into that because Drake already, we already stamped that on. Schoolboy Q pod. said uh, his new album. He said um, he got. He's front row at the Grammys, right? He says, I'm, I don't know, the, the album just came out, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But basically, he said, like, I'm front row at the Grammys sitting next to Jay. And he's like, fuck this award. I'm happy he just know my name. Yeah, I think he said, uh, Nas said he was. And he said Nas the is the greatest rapper. rapper. And Nas is like, yo, he's the best. So, I um, mean, you know. Yo, speaking of um, Groovy Q or Groovy, I think he dropped a Q. When are you going to start doing your music review? Oh, yeah. Who's been um, supposed to do that, bro? Yeah, it's in the works. Right. We do we do a Put half year. On this guy. First, we do the first year. We do the first half of the year. Right. Um, oh, yo, real quick before we wrap this up, um, yeah, you you guys had any thoughts on Beyonce? Oh, like what the homecoming like, or not nah, the Adidas? The well, Adidas situation either. The picture I, was fire. Yeah, I like the picture. Like, She's like laying on the seat. Yeah, laying on like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of Adidas. Is she half naked on that? She's picture? always like, half naked. Okay. I mean, she's definitely in a swimsuit for no <laughs> yeah. apparent reason, with no shoes on, like I'm just, barefoot. I'm just trying to draw, draw, uh, like draw the connection between being half naked and laying. Are on we top talking of about sneakers? the photo when she was in a room with a bunch of Adidas on the floor? Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Uh, like with the red. You, you know what I noticed too? There was no Yeezys in there. Not to try to start were. anything, but I didn't. I no, because Pharrell's is, shoe was there. Oh. There was yeah, a there was Pharrell a bunch of there. other collaboration shoes in there, but I mean, didn't Ye you know, just like allegedly try to sue Jay recently? Did something? he? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe. I don't well, know. either way, Adidas <laughs> is winning right now. I mean, what we didn't mention was the Donald Glover rollout of his shoes. Oh yeah, yeah. Which I don't necessarily care for the shoes, but the actual creative, since we are ad bros and this is what we do. Yeah. The creative is Donald Glover to me right now is at his highest 
powers as creative creativity goes. And the work, the five or four or five of those spots, the first one I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. But then if you see them all together. Mm. The, I just saw the still, so I didn't see the film yet. The narrative itself yeah. was really well done and well produced. And, what, you know, it's just everything that that man touches right now is – is 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 at a high level. Even the except shoes, Guava Island, I didn't think. Even the shoes, you, you didn't like it. We could talk about that. Okay, right <laughs> but the shoes themselves, I understand. What I feel he's like doing. he made them for people like him. Well, I think that he, you know, how like when you see rich white kids. Oh yeah, and they have like the tattered hat and everything. Yeah. To me, I think that's like the golden goose. Or that's the, what he's doing like with that. these shoes. Yeah. I think that it's a. If I would just love the time to sit down with him and his. That team is a style. Like, yeah. Are you? You know, because I feel like everything that he and they do is is specifically selected and determined for various reasons. Mm. And I think that they're once again, it's always a wink and a nod that that's an insider thing that they know of. But Adidas overall is just killing the game right now. Mm-hmm. If it's true or not that Beyonce walked from the Reebok meeting because they didn't have a you know yeah. a, a diverse room or people of color on their team, and she ended up at Adidas. They're killing the game right now. So you now have Pharrell, yeah. Ye, Donald Glover, and Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, I would take that uh that uh um Reebok story with a grain of salt because one, they work with Pierre Moss, and two, it was from somebody who heard it. Who was Yeah, in the room. but I know the story behind that situation with Pierre Moss as well, and that shit didn't that ain't perfect. Well, yeah, I know I I know he had to kinda not beg, but he kinda had nah, to be he like, had to threaten. Oh, where? Yeah, oh, I can right. tell you that offline. Yeah, we talk about that. Shout offline. out to Kirby. What up, Kirby? Though, yo, send some of them things. We'll rock them. <laughs> um, I still like Reebok. Um, but yo, real quick, um, actually, let's get into Guava Island, and then I'll come back to do this thing. I don't know. Like, I thought, I felt like Rihanna was casted because she's a star, but like the acting was whatever. I like the storyline, but I to me it felt like more of um a album uh, uh an album movie where it's like it just perpetuated the album even though i understood the underlining tone of like the two islands and like love versus hate and like he was trying to basically make the people well, i don't want to kill it for anybody who hasn't seen it but like i understand what he was doing but it, I, to me i was looking at the way it was filmed was dope the music was dope i guess the only problem i had was some of the acting in it I mean, for me, I just thought it was a nice thing that they just did. Um, you know, I, I it was it was I didn't take it for anything more than what it was. I just a creative it. piece. Yeah, it was All just right. a creative piece, kind of like when Ye put out um, that that thirty forty minute joint. Yo, but I still look at Runaway like, damn. Oh that yeah, it's fire. Yeah, 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 for sure. The way he rolled that out, Runaway was fire. You know, so to me, I'm kind of like that. D. Glover and and his team are the new Donda. Yeah. They're the new group that's just doing everything they want to do creatively yeah. right now, and everything to me is just hitting. Yeah, I mean, I think I th- I love that he opens the door and the opportunity for other people to to expand and jump jump out of music and then do something creatively. I well, think that's what I like. Well, it's funny because now I'm I'm thinking about this right, like as we we're talking, right, like. Donald Glover, to me, is I've always thought he was a genius, right? But, you know, he wasn't as popular as he is now, right? Yeah. But then I feel like after the 
awards and then like when he shouted out Migos and then like like it was this role where more I guess more people kind of gravitated to him. Not to say the three of us in this room, no. I, I'm just saying like I would maybe, say I, I didn't always think he was a genius. I did. I thought he was creative and I thought he was cool. I think I don't know I think when he got with the right team, that's when it started to like like it just worked it snapped into place. Like right. like when I watched the Spielberg documentary, they talk about now I mean you can say what you want about his movies now, but when he had that role of like Indiana Jones, Jurassic Park, blah blah blah, he worked with the same product, like he worked with the same production team, and like after that, it it was just always like they knew how each other worked, they knew how each other think, and it just became a machine. And like I, that's why I'm just comparing that to how Donald Glover is now, from like Atlanta to the music and all that stuff. I feel like he got the right team behind him. So, so do we know, and, and maybe you don't know this, because I definitely don't know, like the groups of people, like the team that he had before, do you think, like do we know if for sure if it's a different team for sure? Uh, maybe not his brother, but I know the director he works with in Atlanta. I don't think he was working with, well, I don't know. I would have to look it up. Let me, I'm just let's saying, table that. Let me no, do we some table research. It, but I, I, I just feel like, I feel like Donald Glover is not doing anything that like I wouldn't expect him to do. I just feel like, nah. but the, the. I feel like the budget is probably bigger and it's probably giving him a little bit more access. Yeah. Rather. But I've always thought even with like the small things he did, I'm like, wow, this is kind of genius. Like, but like, like the worst guys ever is like when him and chance, I love that song. And the video is fly. The video, he's just on the beach with his friends mm-hmm. hanging out and they just have, and like at the end, but the way how he did it together and like they they're on and they got like just girls or whatever yeah. and like swimming with like a blunt in the water and he's trying to like he's trying to light a blunt in the I water. Mean, I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. Like you, I mean, I like the flashes. joint he did with Janae Iko. Um, that video was good. Yeah, but I mean, there's more to come. I feel and I agree. I, I just hope he doesn't. No offense. I just hope he doesn't end up like three stacks, and like just like you know what? I, I'm just gonna stop. Nah, but you know what? I, I feel like if he's put out enough and he felt like he's done enough for the game and he's entitled to do that, I mean, I guess it would create some opportunity for him to work with other people. Because, like, yeah. you know, we, we talk about three stacks. I feel like three stacks only comes out when he feels that like it makes sense for yeah. him to work with somebody creatively. It's like, yeah. yo, let's, like let's do something impact. Exactly. He did, that, he did that in verse. Yeah, but I just – I don't know. Like, I got I got I got my own feeling about Cats, like, three – Lauren, like, you know, it just is like, why are all the, like, genius-level creatives in this game, why do they all, like, seemingly walk away before, I don't know, I may, I, I'm just a fan and I don't know these people, but the fact is, like, why Come on you, the pod and talk about it. It's just like, why do you it. walk away when you're at your creative height, you know? And I understand that music doesn't pay shit anymore, I get it. And you want to go and act like Big Boy said, my nigga want to go do some acting, right? Right. You know, but it's just That's like anyone asking. That's yeah, exactly. You know, and I it's mean, just like I just don't get what that is. And I heard that like you know, childish. Um, that's the last Childish album The last one So maybe he'll just start making mu- move, uh, yeah. music as Donald Glover. Who knows? But it would be a really, really uh, culturally. Um, Sad if he stops 
right. making music at this moment. I was hoping the only thing that disappointed me about Guava Island was that I was hoping there would be like maybe one a or two roll joints. Like, yeah, a rollout, a larger yeah. rollout to something greater because it's like he dropped This Is America, then he dropped The Summertime Pack. That was dope. Yeah, those two joints. And it was like, all right, great. All right, what's next? You got us right now. Yeah. Take this time. Take this opportunity. Momentum. And own this moment. And it's like, all right, where is that happening? You know? I mean, my theory is, like, either they're they're scared to that last thing they created was so hot that they're, like, they scared they can't top it. Or maybe it's a business thing. Like, maybe they don't own – they don't actually own it where it's like, all right, well, if I keep doing this, I own it, so I'm going to make millions and – It'll go to my kids, blah, blah, blah. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's like, yo, the record company own it, so like, I don't want to do this no more. Um, real quick, uh, um, before we wrap up, do you think – I mean, I know we talked about this in the chat. Do you think a D- Nike don't got something up their sleeve with all this Adidas stuff going on? Because a lot of the Nike joints that have been coming out or a lot of the Nike so- uh, sneakers I've been seeing look fire. Like, you seen the Sakai Nikes? Mm-mm. It's these joints. I'll show you the photo. Oh, yeah, I, have, I have seen them. I just didn't know you and I seen them in person, and they doing blazers. All I don't know if you again. see these joints. I don't know. To me, they got these. They got the Jerry Lorenzo connection. Like, I feel like Nike is killing the collaborations, and I don't know. I just feel like they just need to own the athletic side and just keep doing collabos because, like, the celebrity thing could kind of wear out on Adidas, in my opinion. What y'all think? I mean, I feel like Nike's always going to win. You know, like, that's just what it is. Like, Nike is LeBron. Like, even if he don't make the playoffs, he's still LeBron, you know? <laughs> so, it's just like, I think that Nike, I don't worry about Nike Gave at all. Gave LeBron a billion so he wouldn't leave. <laughs> and, you know, and, and, I, and I just feel that Adidas has to, They, I've been a lifelong Adidas fan. I've been rocking Adidas since the 90s when it wasn't cool, way before they were comfortable, all that other shit, right? So I'm like, shell toes. Shell toes. I mean, like, straight up. Like, but I respect being from Chicago. I obviously respect Nike. You know, that oh, was yeah. that's the that's the brand of my city. Mm. And as such, I just feel like they're always gonna win. Now, these other brands like Puma just had their first record quarter. Like, they're coming up. Oh, yeah. Puma's on a come up. You know, Reebok, like we mentioned. There are other brands. It's getting real interesting right now in the sneaker game and culturally that I'm really interested to see what everybody's doing. These moves are being made all around the place. And that's super exciting to me because it used to just be very boring with Nike at the top. And then there was, like, a whole lot of space and a bunch of people chasing. Now there are these incursions Mm. that are happening that I think are really making things more egalitarian and more equitable in the space, and that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, numbers-wise, I'd love to look up who's number one, two, and three. Reebok, just from, like, taste, what we was talking about before, I feel like Reebok, don't they don't have anything new designed, so to me, they're definitely not top three. Puma is, I'm interested to see what they're doing. Yeah, And then Adidas and Nike is... I would say Adidas is above Nike, but I just think Nike's design and stuff they've been coming out with has been crazy, so I might have to put them at number one. You said you think Adidas is above Nike and what? In In terms of, like, winning with, like, celeb power, sneakers, their name being talked about, it's Adidas. Gotcha. Yeah. 
But I don't know. Only time will tell. Yeah, but that's, you know, and that's where we are with this game. It's just like you got to keep finding – for me personally, I don't really get down with like – I got a pair of the Pharrell joints. I got – I don't have any Yeezys. I don't I get down either. with the celebrity, you know, situation right. on the Adidas side. Me neither. I love just their basic joints, you know, yeah. the NMDs and all the other things that they introduced. Um, but I I think it keeps them at a certain level of heat. You know, and and that's that's all that's necessary to compete with Nike, is just maintaining just eyeballs and interest in the brand in general, and then you go and find wherever you want to be in terms of the consumer, you know, your individual consumer, you go and get what you yeah. want. Yeah, I think also too, like Nike, um, of course. Well, I'll I'll jump to Adidas. Like Adidas is doing a thing with the celebrity, but like Nike is marrying the product with the storytelling like yeah, i think yeah. that's where Definitely. nike is like 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 worlds away from adidas because like i feel like i don't get that storytelling mm. from adidas right like nike like that's nike is like all right you got the product so you let's talk about like products that are with whether it's like culturally impactful like air force ones or like Mm. Uh, fly knits fly knits you talked about blazers like yeah. even before like jordans like just that's like, true. Like, like, That's true. Yeah, all right, yeah. so they we got, got that, history. but now we have that, and then we got these stories that we're telling. So the whole one we had the like the the Nike hijab, right? So I don't know how people might feel about it, but it's like a story that's like, damn. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I think at that point, Adidas. I don't see mm. it from Adidas where they're um, from a marketing. And like advertising style, where they're just telling a story. I just feel like Adidas is just doing cool shit. Like you with cool people, like yo, you got you got the beard on your side with James Harden, yeah. and they got that that one uh, ad with all these creative. They're all sitting in a yeah. room. You got Damian Lillard. They got Dame Lillard, and they got Pharrell, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah all these cool faces. But I mean. I just thought it was getting all. It was cool to see them in the room, but I right. mean, I didn't. I don't remember the ad like that. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it drives. <laughs> it's just. I think the ad was like, um, like we like something like uh, creatives unite. I think right. that's like the 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 montage or the the tagline. But like, right. and then yeah. even and then the last thing I go and we spoke about like Puma a little bit. I felt like Puma. I've always thought Puma did like a really cool thing with like lifestyle. Um, Definitely, they've always done great with lifestyle. Like I used to wear Pumas, like just the Puma Clyde's, I used, and I had them like almost every color because it's like yeah. a lifestyle shoe. And but then what they did, they kind of did the celebrity thing too, and uh, where they got like the Meek Mill, and they got like these kind of yeah, they they super aligned with Rock Nation, right. Jay. So you know, I mean, but it was almost like lifestyle. Like yeah. like all right, I'm chilling, I'm working, and this is what I'm doing, and you know, it's a yeah. reflection of who I am. But yeah. All right, man. That's you know wrapping up this episode. Tony Stallion here. Easy Rose. Cole Fax. Yo, man. No soft talk when it comes to telling the truth.